What's up, everybody? John here from Higher Jiu Jitsu. I'm here with Mr. Maddie. What's up, Maddie? Hey, man. What are we doing? Just here for a podcast. Where are we, Maddie? We're in the dojo. I think everybody can hear that, so we're going to try to keep our voices a little bit lower. Maybe the volume has to come a little bit lower here, too. Um, yes, change of venue today, but not a change of intention. We're here to talk some Jiu Jitsu. And we've got a really interesting topic. It's the first podcast recording, I should say, of the year of 2020, and hopefully it's going to be a fun 2020, filled with more conversation and more interesting discussion about the journey of jiu-jitsu. And today, we're talking about the journey of jiu-jitsu, and know thyself, the essential jiu-jitsu journey. Now, Maddie. Uh, I wrote an article, that was a few years ago, and what I, what I was, I was at a point, well at least when I was finishing school, I had a little dilemma, and that dilemma was, I didn't know what I wanted to do as a career, because I, had a, I was super passionate about you know, nutrition and exercise, you know, and fitness and um, the body and movement and uh, just anything physical. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I really enjoyed sports. Um, I did like economics and I did like business studies and that kind of um, like humanities subjects in HSC. And so I was really good like in that kind of thing and like English and essay writing and stuff was, that was my thing and maths wasn't really. And then my dad also had a really fun, successful um, business as a fridge mechanic and um, air conditioning installer and etc. Delta refrigeration, shout out. So I had three ways. Like, do I go the way like that I'm passionate about? You know, um, do I go a very safe route with my dad, which would be pretty fun as well and enjoyable, but it's kind of safe, you know? Or do I go a route that I for what I kind of should have gone, which was like a bit more towards like, I started like in accounting and mm. in like commerce marketing and law is where I initially went with my uni studies. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, during the first year uni, I stumbled upon this little quote. It was a really interesting time. And the quote was, it's an ancient Greek quote, know thyself, know thyself. Um, and it was, it fascinated me right from the get-go because I th- like it was always about, you know, what was out there. I was always thinking about, you know, what should I be doing and what should, you know, this person want me to do here and then what's a better idea, like, if I, you know, to do with, like, financially. And then I heard this quote, it was like, know thyself. Um, and it was so beautiful. And then Jiu-Jitsu came about very soon after. Um, and then life was never the same, <laughs> you know, because it, what, what we have to th- think about here and the beautiful thing, the reason, in my opinion, why oh, the, most, the biggest benefit we can get from jiu-jitsu is the ability to look in within yourself and start to begin to study yourself and look at how you work, you know, and you use jiu-jitsu as a tool in order to explore more of your, you, 
Um, and I think it's just such a beautiful tool in order for that to happen. Um, you decided to don the gi and take part in the journey. Why did you start Jiu-Jitsu, Maddie? Man, I, I'm gonna tell this story like a million times. Like yeah. I, that's how I started wanting to do boxing and then yeah. got exposed to Jiu-Jitsu and said, I like that. Yeah. You know? um, at the moment I had a, someone put their arms around my neck and choked me. I was like, why would I punch someone when I can do this? Punching doesn't seem intelligent compared to this. Uh huh. And then you kind of just started, you know, on your way. Yep. And then it was like the first class. So you make your way to jiu-jitsu, you know, you tie up the belt and you start coming. And then the first time, you, like when you did do it, you were getting choked out, like all the time, correct? And getting slammed. Yes. And your head was getting slammed against the mats. Yes. And then your limbs were getting cranked. And you were getting, fucking, it was like, it was a war. And you'd still come back. Yes. You know? Um, you're the one that was there. You were feeling all of that. And it could have been easier for you not to be there. You know? Very but easy to sit on the couch. Exactly. Man, so, especially, yeah. especially when you're new. Yes, Man, that's the hardest time. Because you're like, you've got, you've got so much enthusiasm because you found this thing and it's, it's stimulating and like intellectually. But at the same time, no one is good at jujitsu when they start. Mm-hmm. You start and you like, get spanked. Yeah, you get slammed <laughs> like initially. You, spanked is a better word. Like, you get spanked. Like, but like a baby, like a baby with an adult. It's just if, like, you, <laughs> if, if you can put like keep that enthusiasm for like three months, you're fine. Well, you start to see the little principles yeah. inherent, and you start to refine your instinct because your initial yeah. instinct always gets you in trouble. <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah, and in boxing you kind of put your hands up, you throw the punches, maybe you're lucky there. But in jiu-jitsu, the moment you kind of connect and whether you're wrapped up or, you know, even like on the ground is even worse, um, it's a whole new world there. Um, and, it's, and it's fun and it takes something special, I think, to be able to withstand that learning curve. There's a learning curve Very here. Very steep. It's a steep, well, it depends how steep it is. Like it, um, some people want it to be like steep and want to learn very fast, very quick. Um, but you can't really control like how, how it is. Yeah, I just have to come to class. That's it. Man, and when you climb a mountain, it doesn't matter how steep it is, you climb it at the rate you're able to. Yep. And it's only that unique to you. Yep. And it's just one step that you have to take after the other. Absolutely. One step after the other. And one step for us in this martial art let's say it's a class the next step is the class you know and the next step within the within the step so this you know is okay we bow in we do the we do the warm-up we get through that and then we listen to the instruction we get through that then up there's a little bit of specific training we get through that um and there's all these little micro steps that you're kind of getting over initially and they're difficult they're the steep steps they're the ones you have to kind of do a big lunge Yes. get over that one and get over that one and then depending on you know where you start and how you start and you know which program you start those steps can be very very steep um, <laughs> yep. they can get mega steep they can get too steep yes. you know they can get so steep that people like get traumatized like mm. trauma is a, trauma could be is a big word yep it is but yeah, you know what, there's like, some people that are traumatized from like in jiu-jitsu 
And some people, when you're with them, like the, the fear and the panic is just so inherent in their body. And that, like, what, relax? There's no relax. Like, it's just a million miles an hour. There's signs that there should be, like, you should never rush to get to rolling in your first few weeks. Because you may just have, like, think, hey, I'm just going to fight. Like, your instincts may just go, all right, it's fight time. And with, with all the best intentions, yeah. like, they can just do that. And mm-hmm. that's where they, they're going to get injured. Or if they do that with a higher belt, someone, like, they're going to they're gonna suffer for it. Without being rude to them, but like they're gonna hurt themselves. Yeah, man. Like that's. I think it's just really. As you said, it's gonna scar their memories. That's what happens, and um, it's out of their control sometimes too. If it's too chronic, it's it's cooked. (laughs) It's done. (laughs) Like it's like as in everybody. Like you can you can always. The thing is, the, the reason why I say it's like it's done is because sometimes you get too set up and set in your ways. Yes. And if you're set in your ways and like, let's say you've devoted a whole bunch of time to something and then you, like the, this idea of changing is tough and, it's a, and it takes a very, very, um, I think, able person, like willing person, someone has to be very willing to change um, in order to, to embrace something new. Um, you have to be very careful with how you start. I think starting jiu-jitsu is, is the very critical stage because that's when you're ingraining all the habits that you're gonna rely on for a very long time. And then these are the habits that take a long time to um, change you know, and improve on. You're not fixing things. We can't fix things because like, you're not a machine here in order to fix, okay, done. So one little like, hopefully it is for you, it's a little step. But a lot of things that you do, a lot of your thinking, a lot of your moving is all ingrained in, in, in habit, in patterns. And so you need to make those patterns, if, if you have a head start, if you start off those patterns in the right way. Correct, yes. Not wrestling or fighting, you start by practicing the fundamental movements uh, and positions and moving through them. Yeah. With, with someone who's, and talking about it, understanding it, feeling it, mm-hmm. feeling it without force. Force can come. Force can be applied. Learn how to feel it without it first. That's what I was saying in class today. Um, like, let's train, especially in the beginner classes, like the, the green classes, I'll call them, the beginner and the fundamentals. They're, they're, they're colored green on our timetable yeah. because they're just there for like on the beginner side of the spectrum. Um, and, but then in the fundamentals, you do a little bit of specific training too and you get a little bit of resistance, which is nice as well. Yeah. You get a taste of it. Um, but I think they're the, like such important classes because they're going to set the tone, you know, for what you're doing next. Um, and that's what we're saying here. Um, it's just a matter of you coming one step after the next, after the next, and then your brain starts to get used to it, you know? And so for example, uh, in class, I had everybody, I think I put a little video of that. I had everybody lift their hips up and then go from one leg to the opposite shoulder whilst maintaining extension of the hips. Yes. So that's the say posterior chain. That's all still kind of working active mm-hmm. as you come to the opposite shoulder and then come back. Um, and then I did that as a little drill and then we did it as a scissor sweep. And it was just so amazing that I had an intro class and I had people with like one, two classes experience understand that they had to find the di- like the diagonal in their body as in they had to distribute the weight to one side of their body 
not the other side in order to bring their hips back. And that's the stuff that I nerd out on. I think that's beautiful because it's just very difficult for your brain to understand that and to process that. And that's some things that take a very long time. You look at some some black belts. Um, What's a hip escape? And the hip escape... Breno said that. Breno like had the whole class, the whole seminar to hip escapes and everyone's wrong. No, maybe one person was good. And he was saying how you know you have to frame, you're not pushing away with the hip escape. So that's one element of that. And then the mechanics of the one side to the other side is critical as well. Like there's so many things involved in the hip escape. And having that little green, those classes there, like that, that's been such a big help. And I'm just so excited to see um, all the, all the um, beginners, but everybody really, everybody just brushing up on the mechanics and making it better. Because Maddie, when the mechanics are there, theoretically, you know, we'll talk about like, really, like in, in practice, but theoretically, you want the technique to be so close to perfect mm. that you don't have to try it, that it's effortless. Because that's leverage, that's the help that you can get. You're always trying to minimize effort in order to make your jiu-jitsu better. And that requires skill. We need to be skilled with that. So how do we get skillful? We come to class and then you listen to the teacher, you listen to your, your peers around you, you open up your mind and you start to kind of feel these different patterns and come into it. You know, um, the thing with that as well, that's, that's your journey. Yes. So it also happens through other people as well. You know, and that's, so that's you coming to class and you doing all of this. But we couldn't do that without other people. Yes. It's for uh, both of us. Yeah. We're here to learn, but we have to do it with the team. Is that fair? You have to do it with the team. Because if you don't, you can't do it by yourself. No. You can't do that. It's just me on the mat. Yep. It's, it's, it's me performing for myself, but I can't do that without my team. Exactly. And that's the part that um, makes me really excited right now to talk about. Just this idea uh, of being on your own personal inner journey within jiu-jitsu and saying like, oh, I want to get better at you know, closed guard, let's say, or I want to understand more about standing up but then at the same time being open and receptive and, and helpful with other people too. Yes. Because that is absolutely such a critical part of Jiu-Jitsu. So important. Um, Bruce Lee, there's a quote on the article, the unfolding of a bare human soul. This is what interests me. And that's Jiu-Jitsu. That's why we come to class, I feel. That's why I keep asking you, why did you start? Like, yeah. I think at the end of the day, people just are looking for something different and looking for a little journey. And I think there's only, there's one, like the journey's in, like everyone goes to, everyone like is born and then we, we die. And then there's things that are like way more interesting to us. Like we have our own, you know, things that we enjoy doing and don't enjoy doing. But I think everybody's trying to just um, enjoy themselves yes. and just take pleasure in things, you know, and live a good life and build on the quality of life, hopefully, and better themselves in whatever way they like. And that's the interesting thing about jiu-jitsu. I mean, jiu-jitsu is hard. 
you could be doing other things that are a pleasure, but you're coming back to this thing that is challenging. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And you're, you're, you're being stimulated at the same time. It's challenging. Um, it's almost like uh, this, this, this journey in jiu-jitsu. Uh, it, it, how do I describe it? Uh, Thomas Edison mm-hmm. failed a thousand times to get to make a light bulb, right? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is challenging. If you're in this for the long haul, you're going to come in here and, and, and you're not going to fail, but you're going to tap a thousand times. That's not a fail. Mm-hmm. You're, going to f- you're, you're being exposed to an opening to improve. And you're going to come in and you're going to keep trying. Maybe it's 10,000 times, but eventually you're going to be a wizard. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to have been exposed to it in a playful way enough times that you're going to become a wizard. Yeah, and that's, that's how skills are kind of attained. Absolutely. By testing things and practicing and, and messing up and then coming back. And this is such a beautiful personal journey, you know, because it's, it, it's, it's yours. Absolutely. And then it's also through other people too. Well, they're uh, doing the same thing. Yeah, and so, that's, yes, exactly. So there's, a commu- there's, a, there's a bond instantly by mm-hmm. doing this with this other person. Yep. And like what I'm saying is that this won't exist without that bond as well with yes. the other person. Yes. Um, if you came in and just like, if you just, your training was just hopping around different gyms, doing a couple classes and rolling hard, mm-hmm. that's not the same journey. Well, I think Maddie, like in Jiu-Jitsu, I think there's just such an inherent trust with us here. Yes. If I'm to just go and train hard with you, and open things up and play and be willing to like ex- um, explore, then I want to have trust yes. you know, in you. Yes. And I don't want to think that you're you know, at, at a point where you're, you are happy and willing to do harm to me. You yes. know? I don't want to be at that point either. No, that's not, that's not that happens, but yes. we, we play in order to get to there, where if somebody was to come in, then, then you know, you're doing jiu-jitsu and you're doing it for self-defense. Correct. You know, you're keeping yourself safe. But in the process of learning and attaining these skills, and that's why, like, competitions it could be a good thing. That's why we're running our internal comp. Yep. You know, because, hey, we're simulating combat now. So here you go, A, B, ten minutes, six minutes, I think we're going to do for the white belts, maybe five minutes, and then six minutes, maybe, like, the way other, others do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's simulating, like, some combat there. And that's still artificial combat like it's still not um, natural right there there's still rules imposed um, but it's more to combat than what you know we come in and play in a regular class yes Um, but if we're in combat in a regular class and if we don't have trust with our fellow teammates and the trust is built by I feel time you know, and experiences together. Getting to know each other. And getting to know each other. I mean, you, you don't build trust with someone just when you first meet them. Well, they're but a body. In jiu-jitsu, yeah, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm looking at people like a body. And even if you've got so many muscles on your body, I'm like, okay, let me see. What's his arm doing? What's his leg doing? You know, and I'm, and I'm thinking about your bones and your bone structure and all of that. So I'm trying to take away um, who you are as a person, yeah. you know. Um, I'm not really, like, I'm not thinking that. Of course, I'm always rolling with you. Yeah. You know, but it's different to roll with somebody that you've never um, met, that you don't know any background story on. Absolutely. And it's also very different to roll with your friends in class. 
And I think I'd like, to, I, actually I know for a fact, I'd like to do more of the latter one, which is friends in class. Playing. And, well, and playing, yes. Because I know for a fact that we're going to need to be doing jiu-jitsu for many, 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 many years um, to get better like this. And getting better won't ever stop. And I don't want to stop doing jiu-jitsu because I think it makes me better off the mats too. But in order to do that, I need a crew around me that's going to facilitate this journey for me. And in return, I'm going to facilitate this journey for them. Yes. And that's why we have high jiu-jitsu. And that's why I think it's such a beautiful place. Um, just like a lot of dojos are because it's a group of people coming together all the time, regularly, to train, to test themselves for sure, to challenge themselves because without challenge there's no time for growth. We're all looking for each other's necks today. Absolutely. You know, but we weren't, I wasn't going to like choke you to death if you weren't going to tap. I was going to say, mate, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah that's it. You know, I can trust you that if you're, you're not, not going to blow my arm out. If I, if I get caught in an arm bar... You're going to give me an opportunity to at least think about it. You're not going to yeah. just tear it off like, I win. I win. <laughs> so I know you've got an armbar. It's like, okay, I can sit here, look at it, go, hmm. No, I'm not getting out of that one tap. Yeah, because you know, like, you're Maddie. You're Mr. Panzer. I don't it. want to break your arm. I don't want to break your arm, man. What the hell? I want Maddie to be able-bodied to walk out of this class like just... Like, just as awesome as you walked in. Absolutely. I don't want Maddie to have to ride his bike to St. Vinny's. Yeah, no, that would be so crap. Tall and threw my knee But that's the reality of coming in here like a selfish person. Yes. And thinking yes. that jiu-jitsu is the only thing. Winning is the only thing. Winning, yeah. winning is the only thing. That's how I get better. I'm going to beat everyone. I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to, like, tap people. <laughs> and if I don't tap, then so be it. I don't care. I'm going to crush yeah. them. Well, don't, next time tap, you should have tapped earlier. Mm. You know, like, I should, you should have tapped earlier. Sorry, Maddie. Mm. That's my next point. Saying sorry, and I think this is, like, it's critical that we, that we talk about this. Mm. Saying sorry doesn't help anything. No. Maddie, I popped your ACL, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Maddie. I'm so sorry. Now, you take six months to recover, at least to get some movement back, yeah. and then take another six months to do your rehab, and then take another mm, two years to kind of get comfortable in moving this knee, and then take the rest of your life thinking about you having a replaced ACL. You have the knowledge, this is, my, this is my, my knee that I had a, I've had an ACL replacement in this knee. Like that's always gonna be said to you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it happened like this, ready? Boop. Like that, and it's not nice. It's not. It's something that we have to be very, very careful about. And that's what that's what Master Sauer said. Um, someone, someone in class brought my my attention back to it. In class, he was saying that he he was in Utah at his school there initially, and he had like thousands of students come into the class. Yeah. And then he had fourteen black belts after like 10 years or something, 14 black belts, but thousands of people coming in and out. And he's like, hold on a minute. The retention rate, the success rate here of like going from white to black, if only four, 14 people have done it, and look, the numbers are probably off, um, but ask him yourself, um, it's not on. Like it's, something's off, something's wrong. Something, something is not right here because this is a martial art that we're trying to give and we're saying the black belt is saying, oh, it's beautiful, it's taught me so much. 
but the process of getting there is like tearing everything in your body and yeah. popping it all you know and coming to class every night and fighting that's a recipe and for going disaster, to war a recipe for not coming back well man eventually sometimes if the challenge is a little bit too much than what you're comfortable with too much yeah. then it's so much easier just to quit and we know th- many 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 people who have quit yeah and we will know many 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 people many more people who quit but it's my goal in this school to guide that journey and to kind of just give you just enough just enough um, of a challenge but know for a fact in here that we manage this and if I'm, I'm looking around the class all the time and Maddie is and Nick is and um, Oscar is um, and we're seeing is somebody a little bit beyond you know their comfort levels i see it in your face i see it in your breathing and i will you know probably gonna have a look at the other person and say hey calm it down turn it down a little bit because there is a spectrum and it's not you saying okay let's roll boom and then we just unleash the beast you know we're not unleashing beasts in here we're practicing we're training together and this is essential we need to do this people um and we need to help other people in that process because being a lone wolf in this martial art as you were saying before isn't helpful like it doesn't it doesn't you lose so much of the benefit the social benefit of jiu-jitsu you know, you know what we were talking about it before the trust of being mm-hmm. a lone wolf mm-hmm. if you're if you're not building trust with someone they're less willing to share with you. Yeah. You, know, you, want, you, you want to share with someone you trust. I want to share with everyone. Yeah. But they're like, if someone's giving, like, being real rough and giving you bad vibes, it's like, it's off-putting, mm-hmm. you know? So let's break those barriers away and, and do it in a way that's, as a community, and everyone's way more willing to come together to share. Yes. Yeah. And that's how, but you know what? Here's the beautiful thing. I think as humans... We tend to do that anyway. Look what happened to this school. We started as the commune. There were a few people who were coming in and coming out. And, the, you know, we did a class once, Maddie, within the first, like, few months that I started the commune. And I, I kind of had a rough idea of what I wanted from it. But, you know, I'm um, very well ignorant to the ins and outs of actually running a school mm-hmm. rather than having an idea of a school. And there was somebody who came to class. My idea was, like, come in and there's, like, there's mat space. Let's roll. Let's have some fun together. Mm-hmm. And there were crew, there were a group of boys who just came in and sat in the corner and just started rolling themselves and like just wouldn't didn't want to participate you know and then there were other people sometimes would come in and say no no but this is how I do it now we can do it like this and I was like oh okay we'll do it like that um and there was no like kind of uh like we we need the the difference of that Mm. is everyone coming together on the same path and that's powerful that's very very powerful and I was saying that as humans we tend to congregate anyway and like, yes. like, pe- like people who like each other will keep sticking together. Yes. That's what happened with this school. Like the, the crew was always the crew. Yeah, but now it's grown to everyone just likes each other. Or the, no, the crew has grown bigger. The tribe has gotten bigger. It's a tribe. But if, if we had maintained like going back and seeing everyone here for themselves, then that, tri- that tribe, let's call it, like wouldn't be anywhere near the, the beauty that it is right now, you know, and the, and the, the quality you know, of, of the tribe. And that's really important. Um, so that's why I'm saying you make friends when you do this art. And Absolutely. that's critical. So when you come to class, 
it's about you, but it's about other people too. It's definitely about other people. And it's for now, it's your time to help. I love Maddie, that when we come to hire, and I'm shouting this out, I'll say this a thousand times because people want to hear it a thousand times, that when you're a beginner in hire, uh, it's your higher level students' pleasure to share with you their knowledge and help guide you in the technique at hand. It's so important, like it's, it's actually important and I think it's something that we do so well here at Hire because we are so willing to share. Yes. We're willing to share. Look, and sharing, let's say in a beginner intro class is like I teach an armbar and then Maddie goes with um, new student Stella and then you take her through the steps of what I just did and then make her feel things and then go through it with her so she can feel it and then you can feel it and then that's you taking the student under the wing. There's another element of this too, and that is like the, when you and Matt, you and Oscar like, are, are coming at it together. Yes. And then you catch him with a little like, sneaky sweep from half guard. And Oscar's like, hey man, what did you do that? You got me. And you're like, hey man, no, I'm not telling you. You know, like that's, that's mine. This is what I've got on you. I think that's silly as well, because it's like knowledge is there to be shared by everybody. Like, and it's, and you, sharing knowledge with me and me learning what you're doing will help me create the counter but that will help you create the recounter correct we do it together we have to do it together it's almost like think about it maybe like scarcity mindset and abundance yeah. mindset so when you're in scarcity mindset on the mats you're like these are my techniques i hold them close to my heart yeah. no one can see them they're secret okay <laughs> and they're the best techniques ever and they're mine and I'm going to use them and make sure that I can win tonight's class and I can win the battle with Maddie next time. See, I call you, like I got you in a yeah. standing guillotine choke. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm not telling you how I did it, man, because no. I'm going to catch you again next that's time. That's so rude. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how we work here um, because we're an open book, open book. And I want to be like a white belt, but then you're like a white belt. We're all like white belts in here. What would you do there? That was awesome. You got me. Well, you know, I brought my... Um, I did a little technical stand-up almost, you know, from the, from the knees, from the guard, yep. and then I brought my chest over your back, let's say, and I came Something in, right you in know what I did? I did the chin strap, that was different, because beforehand, I was grabbing, I had my arm just around, yep. and the moment I'd let go, you'd, you'd start fishing the hands, and then hand fighting, so the guillotine was done. Chin so this time I chin strapped, and then came to that side, and then pulled it across and connected it, yep. which was the difference, and then kind of sat over the top. Um, it was nice. You know, it was really funny, it's not funny, but I don't know, it's a random thought, sorry. But um, John Jones, the Oda Machida, when he oh, just when chokes he choked, him, yeah, then yeah. he just lets him go. He's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, the way he, I saw his head just, because UFC replays it all the time yeah. for like John, John Jones clips. And that was brutal, that was nasty. That's what it felt like, but I tapped, so I didn't go to sleep. <laughs> okay, and Maddie, let's say you hadn't tapped. Do you reckon I would have applied it the way John Jones, John Jones applied it? And then Maddie, someone's like, he's out, he's out. I'm like, ah, oh, sick. They just let him go. No, I think you would, well, I think That's if, what I would have done. You're lucky, man. You're lucky you tap. to tap. I could see you gently putting me down. Maybe not just dropping me like a sack of unconsciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think if you felt me go out, you'd put me down nicely. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, and then here's the thing. Chokes are a little bit different, you know. 
Yeah. And I'd, I'd happily, like, if Oscar wasn't tapping into a choke, I'd, I have to, I have to choke him cold. Yeah, I have to choke. I'd have to. I would have up. to choke Oscar, yeah. like, almost to sleep for him to tap there because he's always, always looking for a way out. I took a last And I commend him because he finds it. Like, a lot of the times he finds it. And it's like, well, how'd you get out of that? Yep. Um, yep. Man, credit to Oscar for that. And that's us having many, many years of experience and kind of, like, being able to go to a, a little bit more to that brink. But it's trust. But I tr- yeah, I trust that you're not going to drop me and, f- and like step on my head like once, once you've choked me out. But I don't know. I don't want you to choke me out. Okay, yeah. and, I'm, and I won't ch- let you choke me out if I feel if like we're done. If you make a bad judgment call and go to sleep. Look, uh, here's the thing. I don't want to tap to like. There's always a thing, but that's just self-defense. I don't want to give you my neck so yes. I can tap. I don't want that to happen. Mm. Um, but in the process of you trying to find my neck and me trying to find yours and us trying to like. Um, submit each other um, we have to be very careful and here's the thing we cannot like chokes are different as I said because you know you, you'll sleep for like two seconds and you'll wake up and then it'll be funny and we'll probably start rolling again <laughs> all right um, and I'm gonna place you down of course joint locks are different yes because yes, once it's so, done so you're different. off to the hospital so different you're off to the hospital like and when you're rolling at a higher intensity there's just a greater risk for that stuff to happen you know but that's why we need to have trust in each other yes and we need to sometimes hold things back like if like if something's going to pose too much of a risk to yourself or to your partner like don't don't because you don't want i don't want to hurt you maddie you're my friend i don't want to hurt you let's say let's say i had a sweep almost on like like i kicked your leg really hard when and when i saw that it was already bent like I bent it even harder to kind of turn you and sweep you so I can get to mount, so I can choke you. And then in the process, an already bent leg, I kind of ruined your knee or something. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like it's just not gonna cut it. But you know how you foster it? How do we foster? How Tell me how we foster. You practice that on yourself. How much do I care? Do I care more about losing my limb or do I care more about winning? Foster that on yourself and then you'll foster the same care on the others. Okay, yes. Um, so care for yourself and care yeah, for the other person absolutely yes 100 percent. so um from the self spread the love out yes it comes from within and goes outwards okay yes and then there's two parts of this too a is like what am i doing with my body and what is my opponent doing with his body yes. and we can talk about it technically um john danaher had a post up once like this was months ago about this idea of breaking versus controlling so you're always in a in a lock a lock is control until you break yes it's probably on the joe rogan podcast i heard that and that's like that's that's the definition right there like use that control and you're always looking for the control and if you have the control then the break is not necessary correct like you're stopping before the break and you're saying checkmate we're done that's like that analogy we talked about it before it's like if i leave my hand if I can be at the end of an armbar and go, all right, I can't move. You're not going to break my arm, but I can look at it and go, can I? Yep, yep. Because there's a trust, because you're not going to break it. I know it's caught. You know it's caught. Like, we both know. Yes. And then here's the thing. If I'm like, if we're playing... I'm not spazzing out while you've got me in an arm lock. That's yep. me going to hurt myself. Well, man, you don't want to tap to me. And you really don't want to tap. So f- screw the arm. Don't worry about it. Just take it. I just don't want to tap. Like, that's silly. Yeah. That's silly. We, we can't be stupid. This art is such a beautiful martial art. 
You've got to be intelligent. When we do it properly, and when you're intelligent, and when you apply your intelligence to it, it's a martial art of intelligence. You know what? For us, it is. For us, it is. And other people want to do it as they like. Go, go right ahead. You know, um, and that's fine. So what I'm saying, um, help the other person out. Yes. A rising tide lifts all boats. Love that line. Yes, it's so good. Yes. So when you're helping other people out, you're getting better yourself. And that journey that we're talking about, your partner's on the same journey. You guys can hold hands and be on the same journey together, or lock legs, whatever you want to do. Different ways, same, yeah. same motion. Man, that's so nice. Like That's what we are in here when we're doing jiu-jitsu, when we're training together. So we're not even talking about popping limbs. Like why? Why are we at that level? Mm. You know, um, in a competition, you know, you're going up and you're in the final and you can almost get an armbar escape and there's a little bit of a, a little crack on the way, you know, who knows what happens. Hey, you can also call checkmate in comp. You know, that's most, you know when checkmate is, yeah. is, what, is what we're getting at. You know when checkmate is. Um, and you can do a lot, you can strategize before the checkmate, okay, but there is a checkmate for sure. Let's both respect that. Yeah. That is very important because at the end of the day, we're all connected, okay? It's important for us to come out of this class and have a good experience. And that's what I want from everybody in higher. I want everybody to come in and like for, from wherever they're at, for whatever reasons they're in here, and then together we come together for this one hour and we go on a little journey of the body, of your brain, of your thinking, of your feeling, your emotions yep. you know yep. you come in here like and you're stressed I feel it all the time I come in here and I'm stressed and I come out of here and I'm like ah, I trained I choked someone <laughs> you know like it's nice like it's it's the therapy but that's the therapy that we're all after you know and then I can go back and contemplate on what happened in the role and then enjoy the feeling of being um, a better person having trained um, and that's what I want from ev from everybody. Maybe maybe didn't choke somebody. Maybe you got choked. Maybe I got choked. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we feel better. It's a, it's a meditation because if you come in here with that stress and try and go at it and roll with that stress, you're going to get beaten. Yeah. Whereas like that's just jujitsu. Whereas when you come in and learn how to let go, then all of a sudden you you perform better on the mats. Yeah. So it's, a, it's almost forcing yourself into a meditation to release every, like, and let go of everything, all of that stress. And you know what happens, Maddie? Sometimes I come in here with a lot of stress yeah. and my brain's not in it. And I'm like, oh, let me just, yeah. So you want to roll? Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm there, my brain's not in it for the first minute. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Okay, let's get the brain involved. Absolutely. And now, okay, now you start warming up and now things become a little bit smoother, a little bit nicer. Like it takes some time for your brain to kind of for my brain to come into my body, but nothing, nothing brings me into my body the way jiu-jitsu does. Yes. That's why I love it so much. It brings you to your mind either. Sorry? It brings you to your mind yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we're so lucky to have this. Yes. Just so lucky to have this as something that, as an endeavor, as something that um, we give so we can get back. We get back so much from jiu-jitsu. You need to give back, okay? Acknowledge that you're part of a tight-knit community Jiu-Jitsu is an individual endeavor and it's very much a team sport as well. To stay on the mats, you need to give back. Be there for others. Um, it's, not, it's not, 
it's you're helping yourself and you're also helping others. It's you, it's the team around you. When you're of service to others, you can be of service to yourself and you can help everybody. Come together. We all leave here better people. We all go home to our families as better people. You know, I think that's the, that's the biggest joy of jiu-jitsu. So like this, we're team jiu-jitsu. Great team too. It's a great team. team. I love it. I love it. Everybody, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope the sound is okay. I'll probably post it anyway. I'm trying to do Maddie. I'm just like, if it's, if it's 80%, I'll post it. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm trying to get to 100% all the time. And think that kind of tends to hold you back. Doesn't that create stress like we were just talking it about? It creates extra stress. 100% all the time. Yeah, but I don't want to kind of annoy people and annoy the, annoy the ears. But um, it's all we had to do. It's all we had for today, people. So hope the sound is okay. Um, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, keep doing jiu-jitsu. Let's keep having fun. Let's keep our, our brain and our thinking in the right space you know because that's how everything can just flow and, and flow with the people around you flow within yourself um, and have an environment that's that's able to like that allows you to flow that's what we're after in here um, and that's the beauty of jiu-jitsu know thyself it's yours it's your journey and it's the journey with the people around you that that counts thank you very much everybody we're out awesome.